What up, friends? Welcome to your girl, Maddie. I am your host, Maddie, and today is a marvelous day to tat about, <laughs> to tat, to chat about a new K-drama. I'm so excited. I first want to say thank you to everyone who has already listened to this freaking podcast. Stop it. I'm just... I have had a, a blast chatting with you guys for the last like 48 hours. Um, it's just been so fun. I'm thrilled to be sitting at my makeshift recording studio once again. Um, but let's get right to it. Today I am chatting about Alchemy of Souls, the brand new Netflix show that just came out. It's our new weekend drama. Is anyone else in? I'm in. Actually, I'm really in. Um, I'm pumped to chat about this today because... Those first two episodes, you guys, I'm just saying they were really good. I did have to watch them twice. I w- I'll admit I had to watch them twice for the pod, obviously, because there was just so much happening. I could not keep track of everything that was happening. And I did have to go back and stare at it all one more time to grasp my brain around this drama. Um, but I have high hopes I largely have high hopes because of the complexity of what's going on right now. I actually kind of felt like I was watching like the Lord of the Rings or something where there's just like all this terminology and you're kind of immersed in this new world. And I like a good challenge. I'm all about, you know, young adult fantasy novel kind of deals. And this is kind of, I kind of felt like I was reading one, but I got to stare at Lee J. Wook's freaking face and it was like, this is why I love K-dramas so much. Uh, so I feel like I probably have two listeners listening today. There's some of y'all who have never watched the first two episodes of Alchemy of Souls. Some of y'all already watched them. So I kind of want to cover both. I will admit I'm going to take a weird format today because after watching those first two episodes, I realized it might behoove us all for me to kind of try to wrap our brains around what just happened so we can buckle in for the next 18 episodes if we want to. I want to, but if you want to, you can do that with me. So um, I guess the quick plot of this drama, small baby plot, is there's a magical land where there's magic that crashed down from the heavens and some people called the mage, the mages, they have the magic. So they're able to use sorcery and cast spells. Some people don't have the magic. Okay. So that's kind of like the magical land we're living in. And there is an assassin named Naksu, right? It's Naksu, not Nakdu. Yes, it's Naksu. There's an assassin named Naksu and she is like a killer. She is out for blood. Um, it actually says that she is like, everyone's trying to get her because she's killing all of the mages in the land. So she's just like going at it. And eventually she, there's people tracking her down. They're trying to get her and hunt her down and all that. And so one of the first things we see is this, this assassin, she is able to go like, she's like a soul shifter. She's able to go in somebody's body. She has that power. And so she gets injured. And so she needs to take on a new host. So she jumps into a blind, just normal blind girl's body. And she has to live in this new body because her, her body ends up getting destroyed. Okay. So that's kind of what's going on with Naksu. She 
jumps into this person's body named Mudok. So she kind of has to live as Mudok. Okay, so our male lead, our male lead <clears throat> is a nobleman who was born in a mage's family. Okay, so he's born in a mage's family. So his family has all these powers. But from a baby, he was cursed. And so he can't cast spells. He doesn't have the ability to cast spells. So he's blocked. So he's been spending his entire life trying to get rid of that curse and stop that block and be able to cast spells. And that's kind of his, his vision in life is let's do that. So he learns about this assassin named Naksu. He meets Mudok and he kind of can tell she is Naksu. And kind of the gist of the show in a very, very small little tidbit is that they make a deal. She makes a deal. He makes a deal with her. Hey, she said, he says, you be my master. And she says, okay, if I'm your master and I teach you how to cast spells, then you need to protect me and give me the power to be, restore myself to my powerful self because she's in this weak body. So that's the very small gist of these first two episodes. There is a lot more happening, but that's the small gist of what's going on. Um, I would highly recommend watching this drama if you have not started it. But um, a little bit of background on this drama, on Alchemy of Souls. So our leading actor is Lee Jae-wook. He it has become pretty well known in the last couple of years he um, actually kind of was, he was on a, a, a show with Hyun Bin and Hyun Bin kind of saw his, you know, little 18 year old potential or however old he was at the time. And um, he's landed a couple big roles since then. Um, he was the lead of Dodo Soso La La Soul. I think that was in 2020. He was an extraordinary you. He was in search WWW. He's been in a lot of shows. Um, I personally keep an eye out for this guy. I love him. I think that he is a phenomenally uh, talented actor and he's one of my favorites. So I was like zoned in on this dude when I saw that he's in this new show and it's a long hair show. I love long hair shows. I'm obsessed. So he's our lead. Jung Soo-min is our female lead. She is also pretty well known, although I will say I feel like she landed this role um, I don't think it was handed to her. She probably had to work for it a little more than Lee J. Wook. I'm just going to guess. But she has done really well so far. I've been very impressed by her performance so far. Uh, it was written by the Hong sisters, which is a, a sister. I think it's a duo. Uh, they also wrote the drama Hotel de Luna. You might have watched that one. They're pretty well known. So I do feel as if I can respect them to an extent like I can trust them I guess that's a better word I think I can trust them with this drama this huge drama uh but even more I think who I can trust is the producing team it's it's Studio Dragon so Studio Dragon produced this drama and they produced a few you might have heard of them I don't know maybe not they're 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 not very well known like Crash Landing on You you know Hometown Cha 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 Startup It's Okay Not to Be Okay True Beauty Yumi Cells I'm being facetious. Studio Dragon runs the runs the whatever runs the train. It, it, they're awesome. They they produce a lot of great things. So whenever I can hear that little Studio Dragon like thing when it starts a show, I kind of I feel confident. I feel good about it. So that that's the producing team for Alchemy of Souls. 
this is the part where you can zone me out if you don't want to know anything about anything more about the first two episodes. Go for it. You can like turn it off. Because what I'm what I'm about to do is I actually am going to kind of chat through what just happened in episode one and two of the show. I'm not going to do this with every show I watch, but personally, now I do, I, I'm a self-proclaimed plot blind person to where I'll watch like a complex plot with all these names and things that I don't know about. And I get really lost. I'll admit it. I'll be real with you right now. Uh, so I watched the first two episodes and I actually went back and I rewatched a good portion of both of them because I was like, I feel like I need to re now that I like, I took in the sights, I took in all the colors and the beautiful cinematography and, and, and the music and all the spells and the, the, the CGI, I took it all in. Second time I sat through and I was like, okay, so what do these words mean? Like, what is Deho? What is, what is song theme, right? Like, what are these terms they're throwing at me? Um, and I kind of felt like I needed a, I needed a glossary, not going to lie to you. So if that's you and you're sitting here like, Maddie, I do want to enjoy this show, but I feel like I need to rewatch the last two episodes to move on. No fear. I will just recap the last two episodes for you. Uh, and so maybe we can all move on in a healthy manner with a sense of like, we're in on, we're in on the story. We know what's, we know what's kind of happening. We can speak their language. So without further ado, I am just going to jump in and chat through a play by play of what just happened in the show. So the show opens with the king, um, and he is speaking with a mage. So like I mentioned before, a mage is somebody who has this sorcery power, okay? So he's chatting with this mage named Zhang Gong, and he's saying, I'm sick, so the king is sick, and he's saying, you have to switch bodies with me because Zhang Gong is able to switch bodies, right? So the term alchemy of souls, it literally means like to be able to put your soul somewhere else or someone else's soul in you kind of thing. So he's like, not very many mages have this power, okay? But Zhang Gong, who he's talking to, has this power. So the king is saying to him, I need you to switch bodies with me. And Zhang Gong was like, he didn't really have a choice, so he did. And when the king has switched bodies, so he's in this mage's body, he goes and gets a girl pregnant, okay? And he tells the mage, he says, I want you to remember that what I do in your body, when I get this girl pregnant, that's my son, okay? So he tells that to this mage. And we come to learn that that's, that baby grows up to be our male lead, Lee Jae-wook, and his character's name is Ook, okay? So he grows up to be Ook, and what happens to him is his so-called father, okay, so people think that the mage is his father. The mage knows, no, I'm not really his father, right? The king was in my body when I fathered this child, so I'm not really his father, but people think he is. And this mage, what he does, the moment that, or one little Ook, little Lee J. Wook is a baby, he curses him. And he says, you, you would be a mage. You would have the power to possess, you know, the ability to cast spells, but I'm, 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 I'm cursing you. And he's unable to do that. And the term they use for that is they say his gate of energy 
is shut down. So he has no gate of energy. Okay. So that's a little, that's like the, the prologue, whatever to this, this show, we kind of learn that about this. Um, then it kind of pans over and you kind of learn a little about the setting as a whole. So the setting as a whole is, it's a voiceover of Lee Jae-wook as Ook. And he's saying that long ago, the energy of the sky came to earth and created a energy form. Okay. And it said that it, it, it landed in this lake. Now I cannot pronounce the lake's name. I think it's Lake Yongchong Dahido. I'm just going to call it Lake G. It, 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 it came into this lake. Okay. An entire country was built around this lake and the country's name is Deho. Okay. So the lake though has embodied that energy and people, some people have been able to harness that energy and they are called mages. Okay. So this story is about the mages of Deho, right? That surround this lake. Okay. So that's a little bit background. So then the story jumps to 20 years later when we find Naksu, the shadow assassin, this woman I already chatted about a little earlier. Um, she's facing this army and they're, they're trying to track her down because she's been killing all the mages in the city. Okay. So she's like bloodthirst. I mean, she, she's, she's, she's violent, right? She's killing all the mages. And so there's this army trying to attack her. Um, but she's super cool. And she she gets she keeps defeating them and shooting them with her magic ice arrows. And she has this glowing sword. And she's really awesome. Um, but she does get wounded. They wound her. And so she runs away. And she she needs to put her soul into a mortal's body. Um, and there's kind of a rule where... You kind of have to put your soul, if you're, if you're a, a soul shifter and you're able to put your soul into someone else's body, you have to do that with a body that's similar to yours or else your soul will kind of fight with the body and the body will end up like dying. It'll, it, the energies will clash and what happens to souls that do that is the body they inhibit and inhabit ends up like crumbling like a rock and they just throw it into the big lake G. Okay. So, so she needs to be careful as a soul shifter to go in the right body. So she chooses this mortal that she thinks looks like a great idea. And she does the whole soul shifting thing. When you soul shift your, there's a blue mark that goes over your heart. And so she knocks gets a blue heart over and mark over her heart. And she thinks she jumps into the certain person's body. Well, it turns out she jumped into a different body and who she jumped into is this body of this you know, poor, she looks like a poor blonde, she's blind, uh, just average peasant girl, okay, whose name is Mudok. So she accidentally puts herself into the body of this super weak, helpless, blind girl. Okay, well, that, just, that was not her plan at all. Um, and yet, Mudok, she's supposed to get a blue mark over her heart, which means that a soul has gone into her, but she doesn't. She gets a blue mark in her eyes. So her eyes end up not being blind once she gets a new soul in her. And the blue mark is in her eyes. And so people are trying to track down Noxu. They're trying to figure out where she went. But they can't seem to find her because there's no blue mark over anyone's heart. So she's kind of evading them without meaning to because the blue mark is in her eye. Okay? So that's kind of like an opening of our leading lady, kind of what's going on with her. So then the scene pans over to our second male lead. His name is Yul. Um, and he 
is holding up a special rock to enter these special magic gates. Um, and we're told that these gates are leading him into a city called Songrim. Okay. So Yule goes into Songrim and he goes right to a palace and he walks in and there is Naksu's body, the assassin's body that no longer has a soul in it laying on a table. And she has the blue mark over her, her heart. And they know that her soul left her body, but the people who captured her body are, they don't think her soul went into anyone else's body. They think her soul just was dead because they couldn't find the blue mark on anyone else. And then we pan over to a different scene in the same city in Songbeam where we meet another mage named Dongu. Okay, so we've met Yule, that's a second male lead. Dongu is also kind of, you know, mid-20s, one of the main characters. Um, and they're chatting and they're asking him, hey, have you seen Ook lately, right? That's Lee Jae-wook's character. Have you seen him lately? How is he doing? Blah, 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 blah. And that's when we kind of learn about how our leading man is doing today, right? The last thing we heard of him is he was cursed as a baby and he can't cast spells and he, his, his, his gate of energy is closed down forever. So how's he doing? Well, Dongu, who's one of the mages, he's like, well, he's not doing great. Like he fired another tutor again He's just hopping from school to school to school. He's kind of a rebel. No one, keep, no one can keep track of him. That kind of situation. So then the scene opens up to Uk, and he's sitting on a mountain and he's firing his teacher, which apparently he does a lot. And he's just telling this teacher, he's like, dude, you're not teaching me magic. And the teacher is like, dude, no one's going to teach you magic because you were conceived with because of your mother's affair and you were abandoned by your father and your gate of magic is not even open and nobody's going to teach you magic because you can't learn it. Okay. So this is what this teacher is telling him. He's like, just live with it, dude. And Lee J. Wook as Wook, he's just like, you know what? No, I'm going to find my own master. I'm going to find my own master. My own master is going to teach me magic. Y- you watch. And we also see Wook in a conversation chatting with Dongu, one of this other mages. And, Ook is like, hey, I heard that Naksu is out on the loose. And Dongu's like, yeah, but don't mess with her. And Ook is like, yeah, but I, she's pretty powerful, right? So we can tell Ook has his sight set on finding Naksu and, and, and kind of want, he wants her to be his master, her to teach him because she's the one who has the ability to do those things. Well, then we kind of, we pan back to Mudok as Naksu, Naksu as Mudok, and she's kind of sold off to a brothel in town because she doesn't really know what she's doing, and she's in this new body, and she shows up at this brothel, and everyone's chatting, and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, the Four Seasons are here, and she's like, who the heck are the Four Seasons? And this girl she's with, she's like, oh my gosh, they are the four noble people of, of the land of Deho and, and they, they come from the noble families and their mages and blah, 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 blah. And we learned there's four of them. All right. So one of them is our leading man, Zhang Wook, who is Lee Jae Wook. And he is the successor of the Zhang family. And he's as dazzling as winter snow, you know, but he has that, he has that, that truth about him that he doesn't have his power, but he is, he is royalty, right? Okay. Then there is the heir of the soul family. And that is Yule, who we met, um, a little earlier. 
and he is he's known he's known as being noble and all these things and then there's the heir of the park family park dangu which is one of the other mages and he's you know has the energy of summer and all these things and then there's the daughter of the jin family jin cho young and she is vitality she has a vitality of spring so they're explaining these four leading characters and kind of painting them in this this very shiny light okay and um she's like those are the four most well-known mage families in all of deho whatever 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 so mudok is listening to this naksu is listening to this and she is basically like i'm gonna kill all these people (laughs) because um there's a flashback we see a flashback in her brain where as a little girl her whole family was killed and it was those four families that were there killing her family so she's staring at all four of these you know 20 something mages who just live in their lives and she's like i hate all of them okay i'm out for blood i'm gonna get revenge all those things well then she stumbles into ook okay so ook is hanging out of the at this brothel place and he's like, I just come here to hear all the gossip and she stumbles into his room. Okay. So our two leads meet and immediately Ook looks at her differently because he's looking into her eyes and he sees this blue in her eyes and she's really feisty and she's doing all these moves on him. And he intuitively, cause he's looking for Naksu, he's like, this is Naksu in this other girl's body. And so he figures it out And so he kind of makes it so he forces her to come and like be his servant kind of. He like tricks her into coming and working at his household so he can keep an eye on her to convince her to come and be his master. So Mudok kind of goes along with it, becomes his servant. He's being super petty and making her do all these things for him, blah, 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 blah. And she's over here being like, um, first of all, I need to get my sword back, which is with my body, which is in Songrim, which is in the special city where I need the little spirit plaque to open the door, right? That we saw Yul do right at the beginning of the show. He opened this special door. So she's like, I need my sword back. I need it back. In order for me to ever regain my power back and come back to full strength as Noxu in this new body, I need it back. And Ook what kind of guess is that he saw he sees ahead of her and he's he's kind of smart so he like puts the plaque in perfect places for her to find it and kind of knows she's gonna grab it and um so at one point she does she grabs it and she runs off and she opens up the gates of Songdim and she goes and she tries to find her sword okay so this is kind of near the end of episode one Ook is following her because he knows she's gonna do that and yet she's about to kind of go to her body and somebody else is attacking the palace trying to steal her body and sword at the same time. And Mudok is like, who else is trying to steal my body at the same time? And as Mudok is watching this, she asks herself, she's like, did Donju send them here? And I'm like, well, who's Donju, right? I don't know if we haven't really, we don't really know who that is. Well, that's kind of when we learn, we meet our main villain, it seems, our main villain of this show. Um, He kind of looks like Darth Sidious. He has like a hood over his head and you can't see his face. And there is a flashback showing that back in the day, Noxu 
um, kind of was in cahoots with these people. She kind of working with them. In fact, the hooded guy who who is who is the leader of this this evil pack, um, he he remarks to himself, "I trained her to be the best assassin." So we learned that Noxu was trained by this this villain. So in her past, she was trained by this villain, and now this villain is trying to steal her body and her sword and everything. And she's also trying to do the exact same thing. So she's kind of shocked to see that that's happening. And yet right when she's kind of about to go and like try to get her sword anyway, she's grabbed, she's kind of chased down by Yule. She's grabbed by Ook, brings her into a room. And he basically tells her, I know that you're Noxu. I know you're the master I've been waiting for. Be my master. Okay. So that's the first, that's the ending of, of, uh, episode one. So as episode two gets rolling, Naksu in Mudok's body and Uk, they kind of decide to help each other out and men, men of mutually benefit each other because Mudok is kind of stuck in Songrim, doesn't really know how to get out, pretty fragile. She's in this very fragile body. She doesn't have her full power back. She doesn't have her sword. And so she, she needs Uk to help her. Okay. Meanwhile, Uk, he needs her. He he wants her to teach him how to be a sage or a mage, a mage. Even though he doesn't have his powers, but he just she's his last hope to get there. Okay. So she's like, okay, fine. I'll be. I'll pretend to be your servant. I won't kill you, but it's crucial for me to get my sword back. Okay. Um, while they're trying to escape, though, she almost gets caught. Uk ends up saving her life and she kind of starts to gain a little bit of respect and trust on them a little bit because he 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 saves her. And so, yeah, he gets captured. He's the one who gets captured. He's stuck in Songdim. She leaves. But when she leaves, she basically, she's like, I'm taking your spirit plaque. I'm going to be able to get back into Songdim anytime I want. But she she tells him, if we meet again, I won't kill you. So there's kind of like this sense of camaraderie going on then it pans over and Donju which is kind of is this hooded evil figure um, he's talking to an army of people and he's telling them that they are all gonna kind of be given the the power to soul shift and to be able to put their souls into other people this alchemy of souls it looks like he's kind of building this army um, and he's like so don't be afraid to sacrifice yourself for me and then he kills all of them so we're like okay what's what's this dude's deal um but then what really gets you which is pretty classic this happens in a lot of dramas this hooded guy takes off his hood and he walks straight up to the palace and sits down like on the right hand of the king so clearly he is this evil guy on the side but like he has earned the trust of the the palace officials and he he has um, he's kind of this assistant Guangzhou, which is like this title that they call, and he's the assistant Guangzhou. And, um, and they're in this, in this scene, they're like, we need to promote this guy to the official Guangzhou position, which is held by Uk's dad. And this is when we learn Uk's dad, the one that at once was a mage and got, um, 
got possessed by the king and all those things. He's been missing. People have not seen him for like 20 years. So they're like, this, this hooded guy is like, why does he have the title? I need to have the title. So they almost give him the title of this, this higher position. They decide we're not going to do that today. We're going to try to wait to see if Uk's dad comes back and takes his, his position. Um, but they do give him a wish. They say, well, what is your wish? And the hooded figure, this, this evil guy, he says, my wish is that Noxu's body will be burned in front of everybody. Let's burn the body. Okay. Her soul's not in, in it anymore. Let's burn the body, but he wants to keep her sword. So they do that. Um, all the while, Mudok, she kind of thinks this evil guy is maybe still on, on her side a little bit, right? At one point, she was his pupil. He taught her how to be the assassin. And so she kind of does this little ordeal to lure him out. And she does this little, like, trap. And she figures out, she kind of creates a decoy. And this, this decoy, she pretends this decoy is her and pretends this person is, you know, Oh, I possess this person's body. And what what the hooded guys, dudes come, they come and they they kill the decoy. So Mokdu Amudok is sitting there staring at it and she realizes, oh shoot, like this guy's not on my side anymore. Like he's out to kill me. He's not on my side. I even though he was my teacher at one point, he ain't on my side. Okay. So she realizes that. And then she, it also shows that she's sitting there and she's watching her body burn. And we also have a flashback where it shows that Mudok as a Naksu, as a baby, um, when she's little, little, like a little toddler, her her family gets killed and, and a, a hooded figure leans down in front of her and he tells her that if she comes with him, he will give her power. So we have to assume that that is when she became the pupil of this, this hooded guy. Okay. So then Noxu's body is burning and Noxu as Mudok is there watching it burn and her spirits are pretty crushed. Like this is kind of the first time we see her as a character just being crushed by what's happening. And Uk walks up to her and he's like, don't be crushed. I have your sword. He ended up going and he was able to get her sword. And so she, she's hopeful for a minute. Well, then her and Uk go to the side and she tries to open the sword and she can't open the sword. So she's crushed again and, and, and Uk is kind of, he's crushed too because he's like, well, I thought she was going to be this powerful master that was going to help me, you know, regain my power and she, she doesn't have any power. She, doesn't have, she has no power. She can't do any of that. So he's crushed, she's crushed and in her despair, she goes and she goes to the, the big lake, Lake G and she kind of where like you know mages go to die and she just jumps into it okay she's holding her sword she jumps into it and as she's drowning suddenly she feels this power and she is able to unsheath her sword and save herself from drowning because remember the lake the lake holds the power it holds the magic and people have harnessed the magic from the lake so she is in the lake and she suddenly has this burst of power she becomes the Noxu we all know and love and she unsheathes her sword and is able to save herself so Uk he realizes because at this point they've developed some sort of camaraderie and he's like oh shoot what happened to her is she okay he runs down to the lake thinking he's gonna find her drowning but he doesn't she he finds her on 
on dry land. Um, and she has the sword unsheathed and she's like pointing it at him in this very dramatic stance. So he's like, oh shoot. Okay. She's okay. So this is kind of where episode two wraps up. There's one final climactic thing that happens, um, after episode two. So then it brings us back to Songrim, the, the magical city and in the infirmary. Okay. So they're in the infirmary. Murok is laying there. Uk is with her. And she's healing from the whole almost drowning incident. And she tries to unsheathe her sword again and she can't. And she's like, oh my gosh, why can't I do it anymore? He's like, well, you can only do it because you were in the lake. And meanwhile, he's like, but good news. Guess what? I found these eye drops. And if I put my eye drop, if they put these eye drops in, the blue mark in your eyes are going to go away. And hey, this is good news because you don't have any power, but at least you can just go live your life as a peasant girl and no one will know that you're Naksu and it's going to be just fine. Well, Naksu has a different idea. She is looking at Ulk and she's like, no, 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 I'm going to regain my power. And he's like, you can't regain your power. Are you going to live in the lake? Are you going to go live in the lake for your entire life? You can't do that. You're, you would need to have somebody who's really powerful a powerful person that can help you regain that power, but who's that person, right? But she's staring at Ulk thinking, you're that person if only your magic was unlocked. If only your gate of energy was opened, you're that person. So she's staring at him and deciding, you're going to be that person and we're going to strike this deal. And so they're like, she's like pouring them tea and all those things and he's drinking the tea and she looks at him and she says, this might kill you, but if it doesn't, like we can be a lot of use to each other, basically. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then suddenly he, he realizes he just drank poison. And she, next thing you know, you know, he's like almost dying. And all of his family members are coming to Murok and they're like, what did you do? You poisoned him. What have you done? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you how I poisoned him. And I'm not going to tell you the antidote. You can torture me all you want. I'm not doing it. The only way you're going to save him is if you open his gate of energy and the power inside of him will save him. But if you keep him as this mortal, non-magical person, he's dead. Nothing, nothing is going to change it. I'm not going to say a peep. So she lets herself be tortured. She's like hanging from her hands. They're torturing her. And all the while, Ulk's family is like, you know what, even though this guy's been cursed, even though we were told to never open his gate of energy, if we don't open it, he dies. So you know what, we're just going to open it. So his family opens his gate of energy and he is, the curse is finally broken. So Naksu's plan, it worked. Okay. So Ulk wakes up and they tell him, they say, guess what? Your gate of energy is opened. And immediately he's like, where's Mudok? And they say, well, she was tortured. So he runs off and he finds her hanging from her arms with the blood dripping down her face. And he, and he kind of, for the, one of the first times shows like, dang, like he, he seems to care about her and he runs up and he gets her out of the chains and he's like, dang girl, you are risky. You are crazy, but it worked. <laughs> it worked. And so episode two ends by them basically saying, okay, like, I'll help you if you help me. I'll be your teacher. I'll be your master. Awesome. 
And that's how it ends. Whoo, curtain closed. Woo, okay. <laughs> if you made it through all that, welcome. Welcome back. Um, y'all, I'm very excited about this drama. I think that it has a very promising start. And I'm not just saying that. I really am not just saying that. I'm excited about it. I'm curious what you guys think. Um, but as for me, I think that the leads are dynamic, that the budget is clearly astronomical on this show. And it could it could be a huge contender for um, one of the best shows of 2022. In my opinion, we're only on episode two though. So I'm going to be watching episode three. I am curious what you guys think. So down below, you'll see uh, an option to kind of answer that question. Will you be watching episode three as well? My other question for y'all today, I'm very curious what you guys think is, what are your questions about this drama? Like, what are you wondering? What are your fan theories? What's going to happen? Um, so that's going to be actually written. If you're in Spotify, you're, it's going to be written down below. So fill in, fill in your answer. What, what your big question or what your big theory is. Um, or if you just have like a general remark about the show, go for that as well. Um, if you are on Spotify, there's also an option for voice messages. A few of you have sent me voice messages. So send me more y'all. I want to hear, you can just go in there, create an anchor account and you can just actually talk to me the way I'm talking to you. So chat me, chat with me about that. If the show excites you as much as it excites me, then let's just continue chatting about it. And as time goes on, I can kind of figure out what kind of episodes I should do to cover it. But the end, I'm excited to do a big review. Y'all, that'll be something because this is a 20 episode drama and there's a crap ton of things that are happening. So that's all I have for you today. I have had a great time chatting with you guys. I'm excited as time goes on to get some fun guests on here, but I hope that you had fun listening today as you were driving down the road or making dinner or, you know, taking a bath or whatever you're doing. Um, but y'all are beautiful people. I am honored to be able to chat with y'all through this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to your girl Maddie today. I'm your host, Maddie, and I will chat with you soon. <laughs>